fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. Welcome into Undisputed. We're glad you're hanging with us today. I'm Jen Hale. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp are here, too. Good morning, guys. How are your turkey morning. days? Good morning, Jen. Hope we had a, a great holiday yesterday. Finally! Finally! After all these many years, I had a happy Thanksgiving. You could Last night, finally, on the day after Thanksgiving, I get to say, how about them Cowboys? Not after that performance, Skip. We, we whacked those moles all over the field. We whacked them. Not, we whacked them and we sacked them. Not, not we whacked that, and we sacked Not, not after that performance, okay. Skip. Well, you were on, yeah. on the edge of your seat. I already know. I already know. Ernest D, Ernest D, what do you want? <sighs> Hazel, take Hazel. Take Hazel and go in the other room. I know you. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, you're good to go yeah, now. now. But you weren't good to go that no, first half. <laughs> no, I was not. I will admit that. And let's discuss. Congratulations, Skip. I was thinking about you yesterday. The Cowboys initially down at halftime to the Giants, even though they were double-digit favorites going into the game yesterday. However, Skip, Dallas goes on to score 21 unanswered in the second half. I can only imagine what the Bayless household was like at that moment. Cowboys, hold on for the 28-20 Thanksgiving Day win. Shannon, you first. Scale of 1 to 10. How impressive were Skip's Cowboys yesterday? Uh, there were two. Um, again, the inconsistency. You two on a scale of 10. Okay. Skip, skip, because you think about it. Four starting offensive linemen out. Your, your starting tight end is out. Your two starting DBs are out. And Wink Martindale is playing like he's got Lester Hayes and Darrell Reeves playing corner. He's locking up all this man-to-man. And you're playing backups to backups on your defensive side of the football. I love Lester Hayes. Thank you for bringing him up. Go ahead. And skip, and, but Dallas committed again, Skip. 13 penalties. 13. Dak threw two interceptions. And you know what happens if you're in a playoff game and you throw, you commit 13 penalties and you mm. commit two turnovers in the first half? You're going home. Mm. That is it. The Giants had no business in this ball game, this late in the ball game, considering what they were up against. And Daniel Jones, it was 14-13, a fourth and one. He's yep. got Saquon wide open and he throws Saquon is running full speed, full speed, excuse me, on a flat route. And people talk about it, Saquon's got to make that catch. I can tell you've never run full speed on a flat route and tried to catch a ball mm. because that's, you can put that ball out in front of him. Mm. I'm like, come on, Daniel Jones. That's an easy throw. Mm. Bruh, get that out of him. Who knows? Saquon might turn up the sideline because he has been uh, on a trail he position. Yep. He might turn up the sideline. Who knows what could have happened? But that, Dallas goes down the field and score, and score Skip. Dak, first half stats, 10 of 16, 116, two interceptions. Second half, he was much better. 11 of 14, 145, two touchdowns. I just think the thing is, Skip, when you play in a team like this, you put them away early. The Giants should have had no business thinking they still had a chance to win this ball game late in the third quarter. But Dallas found themselves in that situation. Again, you were the most penalized team last year, and when they asked Mike McCarthy, he got upset about it, and he said, we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. We're going to work on that. And he said they worked on it this offseason. Yep. Well, clearly, guess what? They're still the most penalized team in 2022 as they were in 2021, and they're still inconsistent. And remember, I told you, what, what team are we expecting to see? The one that beat Minnesota by a record margin or the team that showed against, played showed against Green Bay? I said, I think it's the one at Green Bay mm. because of the inconsistency, and that's what they've been all year. Even at Dak at his best, which was Minnesota, more times than not, he's inconsistent. He's here. He's here. He's kind of like the stock market. I'm sure they would like for it to keep going up, but he's just been a bumpy ride. So I gave it a two-skip considering mm. what the Cowboys are, what they think they can be versus a team that we know what they are. All right. I hear, I acknowledge 
I actually respect every last point that you made, the Hall of Famer that you are, because it's all from a perspective of wisdom and feet on the, the ground mm -hmm. on, on this day after Thanksgiving as to what happened yesterday to my team at Jerry World as a 10-point favorite. But on a scale of 0 to 10, my respect level for what my team did yesterday and this is just me, given the fact that we had lost six of our last eight on Thanksgiving. I'm going to go all the way up to an eight, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And to your point, as we opened this show, yes, I, I wasn't on the edge of my seat. I, I was rolling on the floor next to Hazel saying, what, what are we doing? Because at halftime, I'm going to read you what I tweeted just to, to put my feet back on the ground. I said at halftime, we're trailing 13 to seven. Right. I tweeted, the Dallas Cowboys are playing disgustingly undisciplined football, and then I went all caps, because they weren't ready to play this game against a dangerous division rival, more fat cat syndrome, smelling themselves unmotivated by a slug of a head coach. I called him a slug of a head coach because that's how he often, too often comes across to me. They weren't ready to play against a decimated football right. team that they do play twice a year, every year, and always, always have since their inception in 1960. They are division rivals, and you know full well every time you play the Chiefs Raiders. or the Raiders, Chargers. the Chargers, you know what happened. They could be beat all to hell, and, and they tried to beat the hell out of you. Yes. There's something about the rivalry, even though we're probably deeper rivals with Washington and Philly, mm -hmm. there's some respect level with the Giants, but maybe we didn't take them seriously at all when they are still something of a force to be reckoned with because they do have a new coach yeah. and they do have a new defensive coordinator and they were seven and three. Right. And they still had a quarterback who's playing much better this year than he's ever played in his life. Mm -hmm. And you love Saquon and they still have Saquon and he is the classic home run hitter. He, he is, he, he's the home run hitter. If I can go baseball on you, who, who hits 230 for the season, and he leads the league in strikeouts, but he hits... 50 homers. Yeah, maybe <laughs> 70 homers because he is capable of 70 yeah. home runs. So they, they still had a Slayton who is capable of mossing a Anthony Brown as right. he did in the first half. That They still have enough firepower and enough pride knowing that they were 7-3 and three, that, that the, it's danger zone because what you did in the first half to me was... You created a little monster. Right. You did because they had to go into halftime. life. Yeah. They had to go to halftime thinking, we got these fat cats. We got them on their heels. Now let's go out and let's just keep poking and prodding until they just self-destruct all over the field. They're coughing it up that the quarterback has thrown us two footballs. Maybe he'll throw us two more in the second half. Maybe they'll fumble it a couple of more times. Maybe they'll wind up with a, a franchise record number of penalties because they were on pace to do that. Right. They wound up with 13. They had seven at halftime. But – that they know that they know full well that in the big playoff game last year they set the franchise record right. for penalties, and as you said, they led the league in penalties, and now they're they're dead even with Denver for the number of penalties, even though they've now played one more game right. than Denver. Denver will take the lead on Sunday. Okay, Denver probably will because <laughs> they have a coaching issue themselves, yeah. and you can argue we still have a coaching issue. Okay. 
Okay, so now before I launch on, on why I'm going up to an eight, let's go back and look at the first half because right out of the box, you want to talk about giving them life? If we could see what happened right away, it's 11.40 left in the game. It's the, the first drive, the first Dallas drive, and it gets to fourth and two. In the first quarter. Right? Yeah, in the first quarter, okay. yeah. It, it's fourth and two at the Dallas 40. Okay, fourth and two. Fourth and two. Okay, look, I, I'm okay if you go, but it's like at Green Bay. Here, here we go again. It's like at Green Bay where do you have some play? Do you have a clever little play that you're going to run where you're going to trick them? Do, do you have something? Do, do you remember what they did in the third quarter in the, in the big touchdown drive on, on a big third down in the thir- third quarter? They ran an option play right. where, where Dak could have kept it, and he you pitched pitch to Zeke on the, the edge, and he, right. got off, he got around the edge right. and went for 13 yards, right. right? Yeah. Okay, do you have that play in your back pocket? They, th- look, Zeke has become a plow horse. He actually had his best game of the season yesterday because they did open some holes for him. He looked better than your boy Pollard yesterday. Okay, well, truth my, be told. Okay, truth be told, my boy Pollard <laughs> looked a lot better than yours, Saquon, because Saquon got flat out once again shut down by the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Look, look, look what had he had blocking. He had, he had guys okay, that, I'm, that... I'm just saying, he has never haunted the Dallas Cowboys. They have always done a number on him. He's never had a big breakout, you know, where, where, where you just say, wow, that's Saquon Barkley right. there where he took over a game. He's never taken over a game against no. the Cowboys. What are they? They've won 10 of the last 11. Right. I don't, has he ever even beaten the Cowboys? Probably I don't think not. he has. Okay, so th- the point is, Zeke was running hot, but Zeke to start the game is, is a plow horse back to me. He's a more of a fullback than a tailback. And, and you're just going to line up and just say, let's run it up the gut on these guys? Yeah, really? In a situation like that, you're on your own 40, not there. I can see if you're on your 40. That's a long field goal. Okay. You don't want that. But Skip, why would you give them life? Why would you give them a short field? That's almost like a turnover. You like you like. Hey, let's just take care of the football. Let's not give them anything to get excited about. So if you if they stop you on fourth and one on your on your own 35, 40 yard line, yep. what do you think that gives them? That gives them life. It gave them huge life because they were so excited. They go down and Graham Gano ties the longest field goal ever made in New York football giant history. He made one from 57 yards, and I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Well, they had a touchdown, and didn't yeah. they get the touchdown call back, back and end up the, being the, like 4th and 12, 4th and 22? And, and it was a fourth shaky and call. We were lucky because they called by letter of the law an illegal man, man downfield. Down but Brian Dayball lost his mind he over on the sideline, and I think he was within his rights because it's a ticky-tack call. Mm-hmm. It's letter of the law because maybe technically, right. but, but just on your – I tested the play. I don't think it helped them at all. And, and <laughs> I, I don't think said lineman really thought he was going way downfield down right. to run block. You know, it, he it, even tried to get back. He <laughs> did. Okay. But, but it, it saved us from being yeah. down seven to nothing. Correct. And then Gano makes it. And it's all of a sudden it's three to nothing. And then here we go with Dak's first interception. I am not going to give Dak the free play pass because it looked for a second like the Giants had jumped offside. Right. But no flag. If we could see Dak's first interception, it, it comes, um, what is it, 7.15 left in the first quarter. Okay. <sighs> Dak thought he had a free play maybe, but I can't. I, it, no flags flew. So right. you see no yellow flag. Yeah, so, 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 so I'm sorry. I, I can't say. 
de definitively that, okay, I'm going to give you a pass on that pass because it's just a bad idea. Yeah, I think he misread, I think he misread the coverage. I thought he thought they was playing in the corner was yep. going to keep the corner was going to keep sinking. Yeah. And what you call around a stop route. He did. Uh, and he drove on it. He didn't. He didn't keep sinking. He drove, he on, drove it, on it. And, and he's the backup corner who's never played before. Yes. And all of a sudden he looks up and he's got a Thanksgiving interception <laughs> at Jerry World. Right. And it's like. Oh my God! It's meant to be. Right. We we we've got underdog fever right. here, right? So here here we go. So that's the first interception of the two in the first half, and then Dak comes back and has a good drive, and all of a sudden they go ahead seven to three. But now we got the you got mossed play. Yeah. It's Darius Slayton, who's very good. He's he's still got ability to right. me. Maybe he's, he's not a top twenty, but but he's he's credible to me. And Daniel Jones throws a ball that Anthony Brown plays perfectly to me. You're right where you're supposed to be, and you got to find the football, and you got to at least get your fingertips on it. And you can't, and you you let Darius Slayton go up over you and snatch it right off the top of your head. Yeah. Okay? It's it's a little bit of a freakish play, but it's a great play by Darius Slayton right. to me. Yeah. It's just, you're, you're making a better play than yeah. my guy made. Yeah, he made, he made okay? a play. Hey, hey. All right. He gets paid too. Slayer, you know, you may not be a top guy, okay. but he's get, making the salary. Did he run by no, Anthony no, Brown? He no. did not. Did he smoke him? Nope. Did no. he roast him? Did he toast him? Just nope, went, nope, nope, nope. Over the top you're, of you're, you're, you're right there. You're right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Anthony Brown is a decent cornerback. Yeah. He's, he's not a great one. No, he's he, not a he, pro bowl he, corner. You, you, no. you can't even maybe call him a good one, but he's decent right. to me. And he's credible enough that you can get by with him. And he's in the right place at the yeah. right time and makes the wrong read of the play. Because right. I, I don't know if he ever saw the football. He looked. He, he turned. He swiveled. He looked back. But if you, if you notice, Skip, Slayton did a good thing. He pulled him. Yeah, and he kind of threw him off balance. He did. So he used his leverage. He used he him he went up as leverage him. to go over the top of. Okay, him. so it's a huge play for them. It didn't score, but it got them to the one, to one. So, so they can just slam it right in. And all of a sudden, we're down ten to seven, and now we get to interception number two. This is horrible. This is what Dak has been all been doing all too much of. This is a bad idea and a bad throw. Skip, all, Skip, all CD got to give him a better. Skitty, CD got to give him a better route. Skip. Uh, this is cover two. The guy's running with him down the whole 30. So if you want to call it two man, it's two man. Yep. Skip, give him a nod. Okay. Give him something because now he's basically saying, Dak, throw me open. Not on the not on the two man, Skip. All he has to do is, is give okay. him a slight out fake. He's going to jump to the out, and then guess what? You go down the hole. Shannon, he's covered. There, there, are three, yes. there are three white jerseys in the vicinity, and one's underneath him. He's yeah. covered. Yeah, it's okay. two man. Like, and, and it's just too many white shirts. Uh, Dak can see white shirts all around 88, and, and he's doing kind of what Kirk Cousins does with Justin just Jefferson. Oh, I say 18, I'll just throw it over there, and somebody <laughs> will catch it. Well, it, sometimes the odds are so against you that you can't pull it off. And I don't know exactly where he thought CD was going to wind up on the route, but but it's completely off kilter. It looks like because the guys on the inside and playing because skipping in this coverage, you're trying not to let somebody cross your face. You're not trying to let somebody get inside of him. That's why I said if CD nods into the out, he's gonna jump to the out, and now you scot free. Skip is too deep safety. It's it's a shell coverage, but it you is. play is what and, we and, skip. We call it cover as 22 man. So two back, three underneath. Yeah, 25 cover mm -hmm. five. And Skip, all CD has to do is nod him to the out, get to the hole. He's running straight down the field, and Dak's trying to back shoulder him. And so 30 Holmes gets his hands up, flips the ball up in there, Skip, if the ball pops up in there, gets too deep, you, you it's going to get a pick. It's going to get picked, and it did. I still say it's a bad idea. It's, it's too risky for 
what could come off of it. Man, because <laughs> if you're throwing it into the middle of the field, and he's been throwing a lot of middle-of-the-field yes. interceptions. We saw it at Green Bay, obviously, right. twice, mm-hmm. and, right. and we saw it against Chicago. And, and here we go again. And it came at such a terrible time because you want to talk about giving them life. That sideline went crazy, of course. The, the Giants' sideline, because all of a sudden, I'm thinking wait a second. Day. We're thinking it's our day. We don't got two picks yeah. this early? Two picks this early, and you go right down and cash with a 47-yard field goal, and all of a sudden, it's 13-7 to at halftime. Yeah. And by the way, that down and distance on that throw by Dak, that was third and 15 from the Giants' 35-yard line. So you're, you're, you're trying to bite off more than you can chew where you're saying, I, I can pull this off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. And it's a bad idea because you, now you have – you definitely created a little monster here. Man, Skip, I'm just telling you. And that coverage right there, the whole guy, he's licking his chops because I know – He's playing inside leverage, and he's vulnerable. So the out, I'm going to give him an out nod. But he didn't even give him a nod. These guys now, Skip, they just run up the field. They don't let the quarterback know when they're about to break. The quarterback can release the ball. Now you're asking the quarterback to do an awful lot. Throw me open. No, bro, give me something. Work. CD got to work on that route. I'm going to put that one on CD, Skip. In all my years, that one's on CD. Really? Because, C- yeah, CD has to run a better route than Ronnie Rand. Skip, you can't ask for a better coverage. It's, he's supposed to split the seam on that and hit his head on the goalpost. All he has to do really? is not. I, I don't see that at all. I promise you, it, Skip. It's, it's, I promise it's, you. He, he's triple covered. They, no, no, they're all just, looking for 88. Skip, once the, once the ball release, the two, two safeties are going to convene. But they're deep because, hey, we're not letting anything get over the top of us. And so, once, like I said, he tries to back shoulder him. Which is a bad idea because guess what? Holmes is in his back pocket. He was. Okay, I'm going to write it off as wrong page. <laughs> they're, they're not on the right, the, the okay. same page. But whatever. Interception number two. Right. And I'm going to tell you that in in Cowboys history, every time they have lost the turnover battle by two or more, they're three and fourteen in those games. Right. Well, yesterday they wound up they're, losing their turnover battle zero to two. Right. right. So you're asking for it, yes, right? Yes. And if you commit 13 penalties on top of that, you are really asking for it. If that's a playoff it. game, you're going home. Okay. You're going to be disappointed. You're, you're, you're not going to come out here and say, how about my Cowboys? Hey, if it's almost any other game, you're going home. It was very similar to last year against the 49ers. Then you have one turnover and 14 penalties. Okay. So for me, it felt like deja voodoo that it was Green Bay first half all over again when we moved the ball on Green Bay, right. but we threw it to him twice in the first half. And we gave Aaron Rodgers, Dracula as I call him, we gave him life. We didn't drive the stake through his heart. We gave him life. And then you know what was about to happen in the second half. Right. But here's my flip difference. That while the first half was Green Bay, the second half was all Minnesota. Yes. What we did at Minnesota. So the reason I'm going up to an eight is because I still respect even the decimated Giants and their pride factor and their new coach and their old quarterback. I still respect him because he has ability. He has athletic ability. He has a nice arm. Again, in the end, you can say he turned back into Daniel Jones, but but I I still fear him and Saquon enough because they've done a lot in this league and, and you gave them all the momentum going into the second half. And then you come out and go Minnesota on them and you score 21 straight points. Right. You can argue you should have done that in the first half, and you would be right. But they didn't do it in the first half. And despite all of the above, it was a tour de force in the second half where I saw 
potentially a Super Bowl preview in the second half. But yeah, but I, I saw a parade, a cavalcade of stars in the second half. Where I said, "Yeah, I'll take that and that and that and that." But but that's the thing, though, Skip. And the Giants still might make the playoffs because right now I think they're in the sixth spot. Yeah. Um, along with you know what what Tampa, Tampa would have a home game, but the Cowboys, the Giants, and Seattle yep. currently would okay. be you know would be would all make the playoffs. But the concerning thing is, is that you play one of these teams, you go on the road to San Francisco, you go on the road to Tampa, and you turn the ball over twice in the first half. You go at home. Tom Brady's like, Tom Brady's going. That, that's Tom Brady ain't game, Daniel Jones. Game over. It, it, as much as Jimmy G, I, I got it. I got it. You're going home, Skip. Okay, but I kept telling you that this was the Texas two-step where you're playing to validate what you did at Minnesota. Because if you do validate it, if it becomes a predictor instead of an indictment of who you should be, if, if you can pull this off to get all the way to eight and three with your little mini buy right. 10 days off ahead of home games against Indianapolis, that's on Sunday night, right. a week from this Sunday. Right. And then you get tech, the Texans at home. Mm -hmm. And then you go, you get to go to Jacksonville, a game you should win. Right. Now you're sitting pretty for the rematch to wreak revenge over those Eagles on Christmas Eve, right? Right. And if you could pull that off, you would get all the way to 12 and 3. And I think there's a very good chance we can get to 12 and 3 off what I saw in the second half. Because you know and I know my team has to feel pretty good about what it did do in the second half. Well, you feel good about, Skip. You won the ball. You made all these mistakes. You were as inconsistent as you were, and you found, still found a way to win the ball game. But a lot of help from the Giants. Skip, it's third and goal. From the 15. Why in the hell would Wink Martindale play man coverage? Are you talking about in the first drive? No, no, the one he had so, Schultz on the seven route. Skip, yeah, why that's would what you, I said. That's get, the, 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 are you talking about the next touchdown? Yes. Okay, let me walk through this, okay. this series real quick. Okay, so right away, early in the third quarter, we face a third and four situation. I mentioned that they ran this option right. play. This is what they should have run on fourth and okay. two. If, if this is what you're going to do, let's see. Because this is pretty sweet, the, the pitch to Zeke here. I think that was, yeah. That was, that was the yeah, handoff that, that he bounced. That, that, that was the handoff that he bounced. Yeah, he, he just bounced the handoff yeah. out. Okay, so so we got that play to start the, the drive to, to sort of fuel it. Okay. Then then on a third and 12, he hits CD, and, and I guess they were on the same page here if we could see this play because it's a, it's a big ball that he throws. Are you talking one-handed with one on the sideline? No, one not okay. yet, not yet. This is just... You, you need across the right. Yes, yeah. you need 14 yards there, and he got it to CD, and he throws it with some mustard on it, and he's pretty covered. That was a good pass and a good route right. and a good catch. Okay, now we get to third and goal at the 15, and here we go again. And who's his? Who's his? Jones. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's a security blanket, right? It right. is. The tight end. Right. He loves to throw to Dalton Schultz when Cooper Rush is playing. He didn't love to throw to Dalton Schultz. I don't know why, but here we go. I thought this was the play of the game because I couldn't believe they pulled this off and you can't believe the coverage. No! Yeah. What is, Skip, they got to get the ball into the end zone. They can get no first down. They, they it's either to a touchdown or they're kicking a field goal. Yep. And you play man coverage, yep. you do realize you're playing without your two starting corners. So you got backups to backups starting for you. And Wink Martindale is calling the game like he got prime Marlon Humphrey mm -hmm. and prime P uh, uh, Marcus Peters. Mm -hmm. That's what got him up out of Baltimore. That is Remember, it. Skip, all the DBs, they're down five, six DBs, and he's dialing up these blitzes. He's dialing up this man coverage. And John Harbaugh standing on the sideline looking at him like, bro, what yep. are you doing? Okay. We don't have Hump. We don't have Pete in there. And you're still calling this coverage? If I'm Brian Jacob, I'm saying, hey, hey, Wink, what are you doing? 
You can't call this third and goal on the 15. So would you play the zone? Yes, yeah. Skip, because they got to get the ball. It's either a touchdown yeah. or they're kicking a field goal. Have field goal, I can live with a field goal, but I can't give you a touchdown on third and goal from the 15. I was shocked he was that open, and I was shocked Dak had enough time because it took a little while for it to, to sort of right. open up. Because, and, the, the, because, Skip, if you look at it, the, the, uh, the safety is already in the inside position. Yep. So any seven, anything to the corner, he's he going to be him. wide open. He got him. Dak made a really sweet throw, oh and, and Schultz ran a good route. Yes. But it was pretty easy picking. Yes. And listen, you want to talk about me heaving a sigh of relief because I thought, <sighs> because we went all the way. That was 75 yards and 14 yes. plays, and that was the 14th play, and all of a sudden we're back in, in the lead at 14. They picked, up a, they picked up a third and 12, and they got a third and 15, a third, a, a third and goal from the 15. So you let them get a, a long, third and long they capitalize on because yep. you're playing man coverage, yep. and they capitalize again on third and goal from the 15 because you're playing man coverage. Okay, now to the next flashpoint. You mentioned it earlier. It's now Giants fourth and one at their 45-yard line. They go for it. And it's Daniel Jones throwing it to Saquon. It's, it's, it's a little behind him and a little hot. I think Daniel Jones had eyes in the back of his head for mm-hmm. Donovan Wilson, who had a free run at the quarterback, and he can, fl- he can fly and he can deliver a blow. Donovan Wilson right. is the biggest hitter in my secondary, yes. and he's the best blitzer of the back seven. Yes. And he was unblocked, and I think Daniel Jones is thinking, I got to throw it, I got to throw it, and he didn't throw it very well. Right. I do think Saquon should have hung on. Somehow he should have hung on because it's for the ball game at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it is. And I think Daniel Jones should throw a, a better ball than that. But, Skip, that's so hard because you gotta get, you got to be flat because that's what we call it. We call it a flat route. And he's running full speed because I know Vander Edge has me, and I've got him out flank. Yep. So I got – because, Skip, the thing is, I'm at the line. I just got to make sure I catch it and turn. The, the number one thing you have to do is catch it because yeah. if he even catches it and falls down, he's got a first right. down. He can, he can roll and get the yeah. first down. But, Skip, when I'm running this way full speed and you throw it behind me, I've got to open my hips. Yeah. Momentum going one way, open my hips and try to catch the football. And if I don't catch it clean, you see what happened, Bobble Bobble. I'm surprised Van Der Esch didn't pick it and go the other way because he popped it up in the air right to him. He did, but Van Der Esch was beaten on the play. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. he didn't. At that point in time, Skip, you're not even thinking about the ball. You just, I got to get this man. I got to get this man. Okay, so I heaved another sigh of relief, and then here we go again, and we're about to go 44 yards in six plays, and if we could see the second and five at the 25 play, this is 257 left in the third. This is the play you mentioned earlier. This is to CD on the sideline, yeah. the, the roll left, and he throws it up, and CD one-hands it and snatches it as he's being interfered with. Yeah. Okay, to me, CD, Knocked his mouthpiece out of his mouth, too. He did. Knocked the mouthpiece right out of his mouth. This is CD saying, oh, so Odell's on the way? Watch this, Odell. Watch what I – I, <laughs> I got a little Odell in me too, that right? Was, that was a heck of a play. That was a big-time play. That was a great throw by Dak. It was a the great only, throw. The only person that can catch this ball is CD. Is that CD. is correct. And Dak is rolling wrong way, left, throwing it across his body, on the move, and, and threw it on the money. Yeah, okay. I like that. Hey, CD, hey, you get that flag on it. Okay. And then your favorite receiver, Dalton Schultz, gets another pretty easy touchdown pass. Skip. Could we see that one, please? 27 got the tight end, man. Yep. Why are you looking in the backfield? You got nothing. You got the tight end. That's you your tight man. End. That's your man. And he can't keep him out of the end zone. Bro, you got one responsibility. See, I tell you, do your responsibility. Now, tell me in the backfield. Who do you got in the backfield? You got Nobody. that, or you got the running back, or do you got the tight end, man to man, lock on the tight end. I don't care what happens. If they hand the ball off, coach, that's not my man. I got a tight end. Remember, I got man coverage on the tight end. 
and you, I'm thinking, how about them Cowboys? All of a sudden, it's 21 to 13 late in the third quarter, and it's feeling like the dam is about to break absolutely. on the Giants. And so here we go again, and your favorite young receiver, the third-round pick out of Wisconsin, a tight end named Jake Ferguson, who, who I thought had hurt, I thought he'd hurt his knees at, at, at some point, yeah. but but here we go. If we could see the 30-yarder to him. And he says, no, my knee's just fine because I'm going to hurdle yeah. this man. I'm going to hurdle this man, and I'm going to blast that man. Yeah. Right? The other guy was like, he, he might try to hurdle me, too. <laughs> so I'm going to stay high. He said, no, I'm going to put my helmet in your chest. <laughs> and, and this is like the cavalcade of stars yeah. has begun, right? They got nice tight ends, Kim. Okay. And then the, the, the kid, Hendershot, who's undrafted out of Indiana, he finishes off with a little inside reverse, which is kind of a clever, sweet yeah, little nice, play. Nice. And it leads to, if we could see this play and what it led to at the Salvation Army kettle, this is Hendershot on the little inside jet sweep. And, and they, they had obviously they rehearsed this, yeah. and they go whack-a-mole. And I thought it was pretty <laughs> clever. I'd even go cute. I hate the word cute, but I think it was kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, Dak said they had rehearsed it, they had discussed it, and, and I thought they would get a flag on it, but they didn't get a flag. No, nah, they, okay. they let them celebrate now. That, okay. used, that used to be a flag. Yeah, I thought maybe on that one it would be just so premeditated <laughs> right. that they would throw a flag on it. But they did not, and all of a sudden it's 28-13. to 13. Now if I can go back just one play to the CD play that I thought was a touchdown. Yeah, he goes too. Odell again. If we could see it I real quick so at the back of the end zone, this one got – it stood up as a non-touchdown. But he one-hands it on the back line, and I thought that foot is down, and I thought as long as you establish that foot and you drag your toe, I thought that's a touchdown. And they said – he didn't establish his second foot. But that just looks established to it me. Does. And it, it didn't does. matter. It didn't affect the outcome right. of the game. I just thought that was a touchdown, and it would have been a spectacular one-hand catch touchdown. I'm not so sure, Skip, if they had called it a touchdown on the field. Yeah, maybe they would have let they, it they, stand. Right. Okay, you might be right. But it was C.D. having yet another sort of coming-out party right. on a big stage where he's saying, well, I, I got a little Odell in me. Right. And Odell, come along, but I'm I'm number one I, here. I would have been very disappointed going up against those level of cornerbacks had CD not performed as well as he did yesterday. Okay, that's what you're supposed to do, Skip. When you're when you're the superior talent and you're going against inferior talent, you're supposed to punish them. Okay, I got it. So to finish this off, then we come down to they get the ball back again and they drive it a little bit, and it's now fourth and eight at the Giants. Uh, they just messed up people pool. They lost okay. people some money. Well, they lost a lot of people a lot of money because I'm thinking, okay, so so I predicted 31 to 10. Right. And I'm thinking if Maher, Money Maher makes this, it's going to be 31 to 13. Right. And I'm thinking, well, that's close enough. Right. You can sue me on that one. Right. But I, yeah. You know, that's close yeah. enough. And Maher pushed it wide right. If I think we have it. And you know what? I, I'm, I immediately tweeted this, so I'm not second guessing. I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm okay with that because I needed him to get that out of his system when it didn't matter because right. he's been so money for so long. Yeah. I don't want him to miss that one against well, yeah, somebody. Against the you, know, you don't want yeah, to miss that against the Eagles. No, you don't. Or whoever we have to play, if we have to go on the road right. and miss it at San Francisco or at Tampa or somewhere, right. I don't want that. Right. So get it out of your system and then start fresh. Start your playoff start drive. Start your new right? streak. Yeah, your new streak because <laughs> I'm cool with that. But then all of a sudden – Daniel Jones and company go on a late garbage drive that yeah. didn't really amount to much. But would you believe that at that moment, with 113 left when he missed that field goal, 
that the Giants had a grand total of 236 yards yeah. complete for the game, yeah. 236. So, so they go 64 and 7. And all those I, – I congratulate everybody at halftime who had taken the 10 and bet on the Giants. And they, they backdoor covered because all the Cowboy betters, they got, they got burned. Oh, you got one, burned. Right? And you got burned with the prop bet with Tony Pollard having 64 yards. Yep. He got stopped for a four-yard loss. He, he did. <laughs> no, no, that's true. There's another one. But the, but the point was, I know it did come down to an onside kick, but but 28 to 20 is a little misleading because yeah. – we dominated them the in the second half, second half the did. way, to your point, we should have dominated them in the first half. Right. So, again, Green Bay and then Minnesota. Right. And I'm good with Minnesota because I saw star power. I saw it all over the field. Yeah, but I'm not so sure. Now I'm looking at Minnesota and we saw what Mike Jones, and we know Mike Jones doesn't have the biggest arm. He throws for damn near 400 because Minnesota is 31st in pass D. Okay. And you would think they would be better. We're going to talk about them a little later with Darius and Danielle Hunter. But okay. they're almost dead last in pass defense. What, he, uh, Mac Jones looked like Tom Brady. Okay, but on the other hand, Bill Belichick couldn't stop Kirk Cousins, and we just shut – we held Kirk Cousins to one of 11 on third down. But you know what the thing was, Skip? You give a 99-yard touchdown, and you run into the kick punter, and it ends up being a touchdown. Okay. So it was two plays that really doomed you. And right. Hunter Henry, we're going to talk about okay. him. So. Final point on my Dallas Cowboys. Overall, I thought my defense played extraordinarily well, albeit against what's left of that offensive line. But I still believe that quietly yesterday, my defense had a dominating game. Like I said, only 236 yards with a minute and 13 left. If you take away the one freakish catch where Mm -hmm. Slayton mossed Anthony Brown, we we were suffocating. Right. And, again, should Saquon or should Dan Jones have hit Saquon better? Should they have converted that? Yeah, I'll give you that. But but still, my man Micah, your man Micah, my old Micah, 11 from heaven, did have two more sacks. He's now one back of Matthew Judon, only one back. So he had another big game. He had some weird personal foul late in the game that I'm not even sure what happened. It contributed, became the 13th penalty. But but I thought he played a dominating football game. Mm -hmm. He did. Okay, so I got that going for me, and I feel real, real good going into the mini buy. Yeah, I just uh, skip. But you think about it; they got the the ineligible man downfield. This game would have been a lot different had you know if they had maxed out their points in the first half. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have been a mountain too steep because they were they were moving the ball fairly well against your defense in the first the first you know first half of the ball game, first quarter and a half of the ball game. I'm like, okay, this might be something. Mm. No. Shannon, in the end, I was impressed. You, Forgive me, maybe I'm viewing the world through yeah, metallic you, blue-colored glasses. Yeah, yeah, because the Giants, skip the Giants with all those guys. I mean, to make, it a, to make it a game like they did in the first half, dealing with all those injuries, all the guys that they have, skip, that's not, a, that's not a good offensive line with their starters in. So just imagine what the backups are looking like. Yeah, although Thibodeau showed me we some We got to leave this one here, guys. Excellent points all the way around. And certainly the grit the Cowboys showed in that second half, that'll win you ball games in the postseason. You got that right. All right, after that Cowboys win yesterday, Skip, you mentioned the name OBJ, right? Jerry Jones told reporters that, yes, he had talked with Odell Beckham Jr. that day. The plan is now to meet with him in person. When asked about the team's pursuit of Odell, Dak Prescott said Jerry is, quote, not stopping. 
OBJ watch continues. Shannon, what percentage chance do you give Odell of signing with Dallas, especially after that win yesterday? 51%, because here it comes down to this, Skip. What is Odell looking for? Can the Giants offer him more money? Probably. Can the Giants give him a longer-term deal? Probably. Yeah. Does he want to win right now? Does he believe – I believe the Cowboy gives him the best chance to get what he, he said he ultimately wants. That's win impossible championship. I believe the Dallas Cowboys presents that best opportunity. But Jerry knows, like, okay – the guy, the teams that I'm bidding against, if, if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly and if what my, my uh, uh, people are telling me, yep. that it's a two-man race. It's yep. between us and the Giants. Yep. Giants, Giants, can't, Giants not going to win a championship this year. So with Jerry knowing that, he's like, well, hey, they might got $20 million on the table. I ain't got but 13 14 for you. True. Agreed. So it's going to what does what does Odell if he wants a chance to win a championship? I believe the Cowboys presents the best chance for this this year moving forward. Yep. If he wants to have a homecoming, go back and kick it with the guys where it all originally started from. Yep. Hey, we can have a family. We can have a reunion at some other point in time. But you guys right now, currently, Shep, I love you, Sterling Shepard, Saquon, AQ, love you, bro. But, but. Y'all can't give me what I ultimately want. And that's a chance at a championship this year and potentially next year. So for me, is it money or the championship? And by the way, Buffalo has, has been the third team in the yeah. hunt because Von Miller has all but guaranteed right. that he's going there. Now, Von's got his own issue right. to deal with, and I don't know how that's going to turn out. He's got a, probably a sprained knee, which could be three, four weeks yeah. maybe. Yeah, Right? Man, all I do is look at the weather forecast. I saw what they had up there last week. Yep. Nah, no, I'm good on Buffalo. You're good. You're good. That's right. <laughs> okay, so here's my first issue with what happened yesterday. So Jerry says that he did speak by phone with Odell, but he told reporters that immediately after the game. So help me out here. Did he speak with him before the game, during the game, at halftime? When, when do you think he spoke to Odell? It, it had to be maybe before, before the game. Before the game, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He said yeah. it was, he talked to him today, so it was sometime yesterday. Yeah. Had to be before the Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Hey, Odell, happy Thanksgiving. It's Jerry Jones, right? Yeah. And I'm sure they had a nice, as Jerry likes to use that old Southern word, visit. We yeah. visited yeah, on the exactly. phone. Okay, yeah. we visited. Here's my issue. So R.J. Glazer then reports that Odell is not scheduled for a visit until a week from Monday, which, which means it would be the day after the Indianapolis game, which is at Jerry World on Sunday night. Correct. I don't get the delay in right. this because the iron is hot. The tide is high. It just seems like if you're going to have Odell come in for a visit, it should be today. At right. the latest, it should be this coming Monday. Or at, at least you right now you're talking. I'm thinking at least by Monday of next week. Okay, because time is a waste in right. here. I, I know he's coming off ACL, and you don't know exactly when when he's going to be ready right. to actually play football. But but you need to get him in the the fold, and and you need to to seize the day of the momentum off he Dallas just beat New York, right? Okay, so Odell has to be far more receptive at this moment to the Cowboys. What if, heaven forbid, knock on wood, what if they lay some big egg on Sunday night football against Indianapolis? I, I don't know. Would, would that decrease their possibilities in Odell's mind? I think the O, the only O's, uh, o is concerned about 
is zeros. Okay. Now, which one's going to get... Right. Because, Skip, you heard what Jerry said. Jerry said, Odell can help us. I believe that right now. Now we got to make it fit. That's the challenge. They asked Jerry, what's the bigger concern, health or financial? I, I just think, general, how we make it fit, all of that, availability is huge. But the financial part is really huge, too. It is. Well, he's, he's negotiating already. There he is go. negotiating. It's, it's the financial. Okay. I think Jerry's looking at financial first, health second. Okay. And he continues to say that that Odell is additive. So that's also negotiating because he's saying, we know you're not a true number one anymore. Right. And, and again, the problem with him going back to New York is, I promise you, he doesn't want to be the savior of the New York football right. giants. And right now he would have to walk in there and they would say, save us, become our true number one. Skip, right? thought, but Skip, he had two years of that of somebody that can consistently get him the ball in Cleveland. Okay. Why would you want to go back into a situation? Oh, you think, Daniel, jo you okay. think Daniel Jones is going to be able to get you the ball as good Very as that, even point. though you're going to be the second or third option? No. He'll still, Dak will still be able to get you the ball better than Daniel Jones can if you were the first option. Okay. I, I could see Josh Allen. You'd say, okay, I want to try oh, yeah, that. Yeah, but Josh okay. Allen, that's a whole different ball, but I don't, I don't believe Buffalo. But now we got snow and now we yeah, got Vaughn's yeah, yeah, issue. Yeah. Okay, we got all that. So I'm with you. I'm going to say it one more time. Odell was born to me to wear that star on his helmet. Okay. The, the, the Cowboys are still the NFL's biggest stage, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know the overnight ratings or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that will be the most watched game yesterday of the NFL regular season because it just is. It's a solo stage game at the perfect moment on Thanksgiving yeah. Day when everybody kicks back and watches the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. America's team, whether you love to hate them or love to right. love them, either way. So Odell would be perfect in the Hollywood that is Dallas. Odell and Jerry are a perfect entertainment combination because they can play off each mm -hmm. other on and off the field. Odell would love playing for the Dallas Cowboys because it's something, man, because I've covered, I've been in the middle. I haven't played for them, but I've lived there and I've done all that. Right. And I've seen it from the inside right. out. And there's no greater stage to me in all of sports than Jerry's stage right. because he's the most famous owner in the history of sports he is. beyond George Steinberg. And, and, and I agree with Jerry when he says additive. If you look at it yesterday, Skip, Michael Gallup got it started. He did. He had some big third big, down catches big early snatches. in the game. So, big rise and snatch. And that's right? why they were able to be 11, 7 of 11 on third down. Yeah. So that got the, away with some high throws to him. He just went up and it, snatched it out. I of them, yeah, strong hands. Yep. And if you look at it, this might have been their best game between the two of them, C.D., and Gallup. I, I would agree. I would agree. So I'm sure Jerry's thinking, you know what? We're, we're cool right now. Right. We're, we're, we're pretty good. And they they still, they signed, they gave James Washington a little bit of money yeah. to be their deep threat. I still don't know what's you, you, going you know, on. as 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 CD steps up more, Gallup gets more health and start. That's in Jerry's mind, that's driving the price down on Odell. It is. As opposed to Gallup struggling a little I bit. Agree. And CD not having it. I mean, in what, two of the last three games, yeah. he's gone over 100 yards. Right. So he's been very careful to use the word additive because. <laughs> He doesn't need a savior, obviously. Right. No, no, he no. doesn't really even need a number two, right? Right. right. He needs a really effective number three, right. somebody who could rise into 1A at some point. Yes. Okay? But but Odell, and Jerry keeps saying, I don't have his medicals. I don't know what, and, and we don't either. I don't no. know what he is. No, 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 and, no, like no. you said, you, you watch him run on the treadmill, he yeah. looks great. Yeah. But can you stop and start? Yeah. Can you cut? They, my medical team is going to need to, you know, Test the leg out, you know, bend it in a certain position and see sure. what's going on. But, Skip, but, but the financial part is really okay. big, too. So, I told you from the start also, Jerry will ask him to take an America's team yeah, discount. Yeah, of course. Discount, because yeah. he's going to say, that star is worth something yeah. on the side of your helmet. Yeah. 
playing on the stage is worth something. You'll love this stage. So you got to give me a break here yeah. because we only have this. How, 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 <laughs> how much know. of a break? Because I, I believe Von Miller was really to give you a, a break. Yep. But not that kind of break, no skill. Yep. Okay, so he just keeps, he's already negotiating. He, he could help <laughs> us, but we got to make it fit. Well, you, you got to make it fit under a cap where you, you have a whole lot of cap room. You have the ability to do, to, to make him very happy yes. if you want to, but that's not Jerry's MO. He hasn't been going after big free Man, agents, I got right? CD, I got CD Lamb and uh, uh, Diggs. Yeah. Man, Diggs, in the, he's the third year of a four year deal, he's the second round pick. He won't Ramsey money, he won't top quarter, Xavier Howard type money. He will. I agree. C.D. Lamb, like, hold on. Hey, y'all heard what Skip said. Skip said, I'm top 10. Yep. Hey, I'm going to need somewhere between 28 and $30 million. He That's will. the going rate for a top receiver. Not to mention 11 from heaven <laughs> coming due at some don't point. Don't hey, right? Hey, Jerry should just call David Mugletta. Hey, <laughs> here, here. Tell yeah, me, hey, right now. You write it down. Write write down I know it's going to hurt. Just write down what he wants. Yep. <laughs> I still, my gut is, I'm about an 80% that Odell will be a Dallas Cowboy. Okay. But the 20% is because I still have a fear that Jerry will finally sit back and say, this is too rich for my blood because I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. We're, yeah. we're good to go with the way we oh, are. I totally believe because CD and Gallup are playing better yep. and better each week. That's driving Odell's price down. Yep, I agree. And you know how much Jerry loves well, the whole idea of we build through the draft. Yep. OBJ is playing it close to the vest, guys. He was oddly quiet on Twitter last night during the Cowboys-Giants no game. Surprise. Insiders say he's also still talking with the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Ravens as well. We will see. All right, guys, oh, talk about a rebound win. Did the Vikings' victory last night show that that blowout loss to the Cowboys was a fluke? Mm -mm. Skip and Shannon debate up next here on Undisputed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, whoo, they sure bounced back from that 40-3 loss last week. They beat the Patriots 33-26 yesterday on Thanksgiving in primetime. Cousins had three passing touchdowns and was just a yard shy of 300. 
Shannon, what's your biggest takeaway from that Vikings win? Uh, Skip, the bike has some issues. I, I, I see some things that's very concerning to me. They're 9-2. and two. That's kudos. I think with two more wins, I think they got their five-game lead over everybody in their division. I don't see anybody catching them for the division. So now they're just trying to get that number one overall seed, uh, secure home field throughout the playoffs, get, get, uh, get that first round by, get some guys healthy. Skip, their defense is now ranked 31st. That's why it's a defensive unit. Pass defense is dead last. A 9-2 and two team has a plus five point differential. Mm. For perspective, the Bills are plus 110, Chiefs plus 67, mm. Eagles plus 80, the Cowboys plus 82. Hell, even the Jags have a higher plus than what the, the, than what the, uh, uh, the Vikings have. Skip, this game came down to you got a 97-yard kick return for the, uh, for the uh, Vikes. You got the punter pinned them inside the 20-yard line three times, and they ran into the kick punter, and ended up the drive ended up resulting in a touchdown. And Hunter Henry, people, <clears throat> try to explain this to you. Coach Belichick, last night he was very alarmed. He said, hey, why don't you get your reporters, get your pool guy, and go ask the official. If you catch the ball, yes, the ball broke the plane, but he was not a runner. So it's not, Skip, it's like if I'm on the goal line and I put the ball over, that's a touchdown. Yep. If I'm in the field yep. and I put the ball over trying to get a first down and they slap it out of my hands, that's a fumble. Yep. Now, okay. when he put, once he goes to the ground, it's the dead right rule. Yep. He went to the ground. He must maintain possession, possession of the football throughout the entirety of the act. And he did not. He did not. It's the dead, skip, it's textbook dead. Yep. They can't explain it any better. Mm -hmm. So stop saying he broke the plane. Mm -hmm. Stop saying that's a catch. Understand the rules. Mm. Once he went to the ground, he must maintain possession throughout the entirety of that. So now, they dodged the bullet on that one. Skip, it's concerning because I believe all the teams that's going to be in the playoffs can do what? They can move the ball. Dallas already did a number on you. Tampa can do a number on you. Skip, that, that's concerning for me, Skip. That's really – give Kirk credit. He threw a horrible interception. Mm -hmm. A horrible – had the guy wide open. He overshot him by four feet. By the way, do we have that? Can we show it? Can we <laughs> wait since you brought it, was, it up? It was a horrible interception, yeah, Skip. He had we, it wide open. I think we have it in the first half, first quarter. Kirk. Uh, whoops. He just airmailed it. Yep. Just airmailed it. Off his back foot falling backward. Yeah, but, yep. you, but you see the guy, the guy, yep. his, hey, you see what happened, Skip? The guy was down at his feet. He didn't want to sit that foot. He's like, he oh, not, you ain't finna nope, get, oh, I know you're not. I'm out of here. I'm backing ball, out. Ball sailed on him. Yep. But Skip, this kid said early in the year, he said, right now, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. Mm -hmm. But when we end 2022, I'm going to be the best. Mm -hmm. He's not disappointed. Skip, he's, he's on a different, he's, he's playing out of his mind. You throw it in his vicinity, He's coming down with it. Two guys on him, three guys on him. You hit him, he hit the dirt. It doesn't matter. He's, he's coming down with that ball. He's, all, he's fearless to me. He, <laughs> and, he does not mind contact. No. He'll catch it in high traffic, and heavy he, traffic. Last night, Skip, with 139 yards, he came, uh, He broke the record. He yep. has now 4,200, over 4,200 yards. Yeah. Uh, By the way, we're talking about Justin Jefferson. Justin yeah. Jefferson. Yes. He passed Randy Moss and Odell for the yep. most yards in his, in his first three seasons. Skip, he has six games to go. He's about to put this thing over 5,000 yards, and it might not – somebody that means somebody's going to have to average 16 to 1,700 yards their first three seasons to pass what this guy's doing. All right. That's the plus. But, Skip, their defense will get you one and done. Okay. All right. And that was my Super Bowl pick. Viking. No, Viking. No. 
Was it? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Right. Okay. That was my, yeah, that that was my was original. Right. That was my original Super Bowl pick. You, you've repicked now yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. Right? No, I picked the Ravens. I don't know who I got. Who I got on the Forty Niners. Forty Niners. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have a very different takeaway than you had off last night. Even going into the Vikings game, I dismissed them as fraudulent. Okay. I, I have little to no respect for Kirk Cousins. I guess I have some respect because every once in a while he gets on a roll and makes some good throws, and he ended up making some good throws last night. He was 30 or 37 last night. Okay. I, I got it. <laughs> but my team went in there and did a number and turned him back into Kurt Cousins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My team is now nine and two against Kirk right. Cousins, right? Yeah. Dak Prescott is now five and one against Kirk Cousins. You want to tell people what Dak did to that defense? Did what? You want to tell people at home what Dak did to that defense last week? In that yeah, last week, yes. Yeah. yes. He was 22 or 25. Okay, 22 of 25. Mac Jones just went 28 or 30, 20, uh, 39 for 382. Okay. Here's my other issue, though. I look up with nine minutes left in the game, and Kirk Cousins and company have scored 33 on Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's just wrong to right. me. And the other thing I thought I'd never see in the same confines of the same game, I never thought I would see a Bill Belichick special teams unit run into the kicker and then allow a, a kickoff yeah. return for a <laughs> touchdown. It just doesn't happen. And I sure hate to be in that meeting. That is correct. He is very good at coaching the totality of the football team yeah. because they don't do those kinds special of things. Special teams, is, is, Skip, that's his, he's a big special teams uh, guy. So I watched my defense do such a number on Kirk Cousins that he was one of 11 on third down. Mm-hmm. One of 11 on third yeah. down just four days back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden last night he goes 8 of 15, 15 on third down against Bill Belichick's defense. Right. Well, something is amiss there. I, I watched my team control the football and, and it was what, 37 minutes to 23 yes. minutes. And then last night I see Kirk Cousins controls the ball for 36 minutes. Right. To 24 minutes against Belichick. Yes. So something is amiss because all of a sudden I look up and at the end of the night, the New England Patriots have fallen into the AFC East cellar. Yeah. They are now in the cellar. Not by much, but they have fallen in the cellar at six and five, and they have now fallen out of the playoffs if they started tomorrow. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So six and five. And I still say, you know, it's been my theme song on this show from the start that that New England was 75% Brady, the dynasty, over Belichick. And I still say that in some ways Belichick is getting exposed as the head coach without a Brady in New England okay. because it's just not good enough. And, and the, it was the juxtaposition, the, the dynamic, shocking juxtaposition from Sunday to Thursday, what Dallas did and New England couldn't do was – Wait a second. Maybe the the Pats are frauds. No, no. The, the Cowboys are just the Cowboys are better overall team. I, I tell you what. If Bill Belichick was the coach of the Cowboys, they would be the overwhelming favorite for the Super Bowl. Overwhelming. It wouldn't even be close. You'd have to you'd have to spend two thousand dollars to win a hundred dollars if Coach Belichick was the coach of the Cowboys. 
Yeah, but you, you'd still need Kellen Moore to be your Josh McDaniels. You'd, yeah. You'd still, because I still don't but believe yeah, Belichick that, and Coach Pencil can, can yes. run the offense, although they're going up and down the field right. on the Vikings because the Vikings aren't very good on defense. And that's, that's and, my concern. And Dak went 22 of 25 because they're not very good. He was great, but they're not very good. Yeah, we, okay. and we agree. You and I, we can agree on this. Dak is, 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 is a good quarterback. He ain't 22 or 25. No, no, he's not because he's never been that. That was his career right. day. And Mac Jones got a career high. Skip the man was 28 to 29 for 382. And I got to admit, he he looked pretty yes. good on occasions. Okay, so let me just show you quickly. Kirk Cousins' three touchdown passes, he looked pretty good. But this is Bill Belichick's defense. Right. Vaunted, supposedly. These are Kirk Cousins' three touchdown They're passes. They're in his own here. There's yeah, a shallow he cross. He got a big hit. Yeah, yeah and he throws it into traffic, but it doesn't matter. This is a tight end slide, yeah, what yeah. we call a slide. It's Hawkinson, yep. Okay, Hawkinson gets that one. And this was a nice play by Kirk. He's under a little duress, but he flips he look, it. To he the does field. a great job because yep. he's looking he at Jefferson on, running yep. the same route on the opposite side. Yep. Look how he stares at Jefferson. He did. Moved the safety just enough. Yep. That's the first one. That's the first yep. touchdown. Yeah. This is what we call a tight end. This, this is a Tiger slide, what we would call it. Yep. Pretty sweet. Right. I mean, Kirk can do those things. But watch, he right? looks at Jefferson, yeah, he and did. now he comes and back, he came boom. back. He sort of threw it across his own body yep. to Thielen, and that's yeah. the deal closer yes. right there. Yes. That's nine minutes left. All of a sudden, you've got 33 points, and it's 33 to 26. Right. Okay. And the Hunter Henry play, you can go all back and forth all right. day about it, but in the end, they lost. Right. And they gave up 33 in with nine minutes to go. Well, you should feel you should feel good. You should feel vindicated now because you're not the only one that had a that you thought was a catch had to take a touchdown, take it away. The difference was <laughs> that Dez ran with the ball for two strides, and all that control it to the ground is over with with Dez because he's running with the ball, so he doesn't need to control it to the ground because he's initiating his descent. He's going to the ground because he put it in his left hand because right. he's left-handed, and he's going to slam it on the goal line the way a running back would. They believe that he did not have control. He's trying to gain control. He's okay. trying to gain well, his balance. Well, he, he had total control, so it's not the same. But I get it. The, by the letter of the law, that was not a catch that last night. That was not night. a catch. Okay. I Upon got further review, the uh, receiver did not maintain possession throughout not. the entirety of the catch. No. Okay. Therefore, it is incomplete. And you turned the table over your house when you heard that. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I, I'll go to my grave saying Dez Potter. Up next for the Vikings, gentlemen. Dez Potter. You ain't got to Ran with it. Zach Wilson-less Jets and Mike White come calling. We got to leave this one here and go. We got to talk about Pat Beverly's suspension, guys. Three games. Too much? Not enough? We'll get into that. Coming up on the other side of this break. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, 
Who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. All right, guys. A not-so-pleasant topic, Lakers guard Patrick Beverly. He's now been suspended for three games because of that shove he gave to DeAndre in the back a few games ago. The NBA statement says the length of the suspension, well, it's attributed to Beverly's, quote, history of unsportsmanlike acts. Shannon, in light of that, is this suspension too few or too many games? I think it's just right. He's a repeat offender. He's done a very similar act to this two years ago, shoved Chris Paul in the back. Oh, that was way worse. It was, was, but I'm saying, Skip, he got one game for that. So, in other words, they said, well, damn, uh, 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 Pat, we we gave you one. You didn't seem to learn, learn your lesson. We could give you two, but we're going to tackle the extra game, mm. hit the pockets a little steeper, mm. so hopefully you'll learn your lesson because we don't want you to go around and keep shoving guys in the back. Plus, you've got a history of unsportsmanlike conduct. So hopefully, finally, you know, Pat, you know, Pat made some good money, but it's not like he's made LeBron money or some no. of these guys that's made $300 million playing NBA basketball. So this is going to hurt a little different, and I'm sure I think he's mad when he get home. I was going to say, hey, bro. We need that two hundred seventy thousand. You know what we could have did with two hundred seventy thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and you out there defending. Hey, so I'm gonna go to Austin. I'm gonna go to the lake, and I'm saying, look here, y'all see what I did? Now we need y'all to get a pool together. Okay. When I come back, have that thing sent for me in the middle of the table. And you know what? <laughs> you just took the words out of my mouth because I'm not joking about it. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I do believe if he's gonna lose two hundred sixty-nine, two seven, two hundred seventy thousand dollars for being gone for three games. Yeah. Everybody should chip in, starting with LeBron and Anthony, because they they make lots of money. And obviously, LeBron makes plenty off the court. So you could prorate the chipping in, you know, down the go 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 down the roster. Because I thought what he did was crucial for the team. Absolutely, it it was. It's like somebody should get suspended or fined if if nobody did react to that. Because, and that's where I. lose touch with the NBA here. I get it's a reputation suspension, yeah. and I, I understand that. But if, if you take into account the circumstances that precipitated or right. detonated this, right? I mean, Devin Booker is standing over poor little Austin Reeves, and then I don't know where Aiton got it in him to yeah. – didn't walk over and, and he's going to stand over him? He get the ball he's and go stand, stand over him. What, what are you doing? How, do, do, for what? Why? Yeah. And, and that's when – Pat Babb said he's been around the block a few times. He's like, I'm not going to sit still for that one. And he ran and shoved him, but right. I think we agreed. The only reason Aiton fell down is because he tripped Triple, over Austin right. Reed, right. right, who's still on the floor. And, by the way, Devin Booker did get a flagrant because he whacked him right in the right. face. Yes. He followed through on the foul, yes. right? Yes. And I don't know what they had it out for Austin Reeves for. I don't know. Is, is he <laughs> irritating them? Did he? I don't know that he's a trash talker, no, but there was it, some it, reason it, that they wanted to get even with him. Right. I guess uh, right? He, he had uh, – Book had 24 uh, points, but he took him 24 he, shots to get him. So did. Austin Reeves was doing a fairly he good job. nagging him? Yeah, yeah. Of, of defending him. Okay. But I, I, I agree. Look, Skip, I, I think the three games is enough. I think it sends a message. I don't think – hard to say what's in Pat Bell's head, but I believe if the situation arises again, Pat Bell, that's, that's who he is. 
They didn't bring Pat Bell to all of a sudden say, hey, Pat, we need you to give us 12 to 14 points a night. We need to give you, us to give us, you know, great three-point shooting, rebounding, and assists. That's not what he's there for. Okay. He's brought there to be a vocal leader in the locker room. He's brought there to be an irritant. And to defend, and, and that's what he is. He's going to defend his teammates, and rightfully so. Like I said, I believe the Lakers players should pool together their money, the big guys, the guys that make the most, Absolutely. put the most in, Absolutely. because he was sending a message that you're not going to mess with my guys. Somebody, and that was Austin Reeves. Somebody had to do that and take one for the team, yeah. and he took it. Yeah, absolutely. If, okay. if, if somebody was standing over me and one of my teammates came <laughs> to shove him in the back and he got fined, I'll pay it. I got it. How, how would the whole team feel if you went to the locker room thinking nobody reacted? Exactly. Nobody defended Austin Reeves? Yeah, really? I got it. Okay. So, to me, if the Lakers – Take off now, I'm, and I put quotes around it, but if they start playing up to Anthony Davis's level that he's right. playing at right now, LeBron returns tonight. Right. They've got two games at San Antonio, and then they got they come home and play but, Indiana. Yeah, they home. should be three and zero. Oh. Okay? They need to go three and zero. Oh. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, and I'm not saying they're going to go on some you know championship well, role here. Well, I but, think the Spurs realize that. Like, hold on. That, that French kid, he could uh, win Miyama. He comes out this year, not, not next year. Oh, oh let's start. Oh, they started up like 6-1. And, one. No, and then, all of, then all of a sudden, like, hold on. We mm. losing ping pong balls as we play. They are. Okay. <laughs> so my point is, you might look back at that as a flashpoint, yeah. turnaround point of the season because Pat Bev did act right. on behalf of his team. It, it, Skip, it's like if somebody, if, if you lose a bag of money and yep. somebody was kind enough to return it to you, Man, don't give them no $100, no $500. They return $150,000. Yeah. Give them half of it because you about to be know. about all of it. I don't know about giving them half I of it. I gave them half of it. You would? Skip, <laughs> I, Skip, let me the true story. I was, I, at, I, was at, I was at CBS, uh, and I left my bag. I had like three Rolex in there, had cash. Yeah. I gave the dude all the cash. He like five grand. I gave it all to him. All right. Okay. Because I'm about to be up out of all of it. What did the Rolexes add up to? Oh, the oh, Rolexes. Whoo, I ain't have that money. I couldn't give him no Rolex that skip. <laughs> I get, he was happy with the cash because he going to turn the Rolex in. Somebody, they're going to get that thumbprint and somebody going to say it. And then all of a sudden, when the insurance company say, hey. Hey. They, gonna say, they got that thumbprint. People care about how they go to the pawn mm -hmm. shop. You got to put that thumbprint down there. I know. They're going to come you, get you. Are you speaking from experience? No, no, I think that's okay. how they do it. I think. You think. <laughs> all right. Remind me to keep an eye out for loose bags from you, Shannon. Uh, I'll, I'll do yeah, that for too. you. <laughs> All right. Up next, is it going to be penalties that ultimately undo Skip's Cowboys this season? That's, That's next right here on Undisputed. Yep, Skip's Cowboys won yesterday, but they still had 13 penalties. Nearly double what the Giants had. They also are tied for the most penalties this season. And you know, under Mike McCarthy, this has been an ongoing issue. Dallas tied the NFL postseason record for penalties in that playoff loss last season to the 49ers with 14. Shannon, will penalties eventually be the Cowboys' downfall this season? Well, I think it's going to be the inconsistency and penalties fall up under the umbrella of being inconsistent because you look at what they were able to do. I think they had very few, maybe two, three penalties when they went played in Minnesota and then at home. Now, you think on the road where it's going to be loud and you can't hear and you get receivers getting false starts, you get CD getting a false start, you get Noah Brown and you get that. Like, bro, you at home. You know the sound cap. We got this play on, on one. Ready? Break. That, bruh, how, 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 why? 
because yep. you're not focused. Mm -hmm. And that gets you beat. Inconsistent play. Yep. Uh, the inconsistency of coming out and not taking an opponent serious enough to yeah. start the game. Leaving an opponent, like, giving them confidence. Get two turnovers early in the ball game. Now all of a sudden they start to feel good about ourselves. Hey, who knows? Maybe this is our day. We didn't, hey, didn't know, but guess what? You start playing, and then all of a sudden, bad, good things start to happen for you when you're an undermanned team. You look at Dak in the first half, Skip, I don't know if he's going to be able to get away against a team like this in the playoffs. You go 10 or 16 or 116 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns in the first half, that's going to probably be more. That, Tampa, I don't know if Tom Brady, you, I don't know if you can give Tom Brady two turnovers in the first half. Agreed. And, 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 and him not make you pay the ultimate price, which is defeat. So, and, Skip, I get it. Dak said they, they asked Dak on the penalty. He said the win is a win. It was against a division opponent, and sometimes that's all that matters. Nah, Dak, because when you start when you start looking, and I've said this last year, yep. bro, these penalties are going to come back to bite you. They will. Then when they come back to bite you, yeah, yeah, no, correct it. Yep. Never accept anything in a win. You wouldn't have lost. I agree. Had you lost this game, would you have been okay with 13 penalties? No. Would you have been okay with two turnovers? Yeah. No, you would not have had Clean this thing up before it doesn't bite you in the butt later. Okay. I got you. To amplify on your DAC response, he did say later in the same interview, yeah. why was it different in the second half? He said, we stopped stepping on our own toes, making self-inflicted mistakes. Yeah. We didn't turn the ball over. We were able to get into our rhythm. Mm -hmm. Penalties are rhythm killers, yeah. too. What what happened? In Green Bay. At Green Bay. What happened? You get a nine-yard run. You get a 17-yard run. You had a rookie wide receiver. I don't even know why he was in the game. He lines up two yards off sides. What, what are you doing? And then you get a holding call on what's really a backup left guard playing. Right. And then yesterday, there were a couple of penalties on the rookie left tackle who last year at the University of Tulsa, Tulsa University, led the entire nation in getting penalized. Right. So what do you think his M.O. is going to be as he translates into pro football? He's going to clutch and grab, and he, he got beat. On, he, he had an assignment problem yesterday where right. he had two to block, and, right. and they screwed it completely up, and he just tackles the guy so he doesn't tackle Dak. Right. Okay, I, I get it, and he's been – a godsend has Tyler Smith yeah. been at left tackle, uh -huh. and maybe as he segues with Tyler, uh, sorry, with uh, Tyron Smith coming back at left tackle, as he's Hall of Fame bound, mm -hmm. maybe he won't have to clutch and grab quite as much when you leave the island that right. is left. And you tackle. won't be able to see it because yeah, <laughs> it's you're inside. more inside. Okay, I, I got it, but I got to tell you, this does horrify me as a lifelong diehard Cowboy fan because. I've been through it. I covered Tom Landry's teams, and I covered Jimmy Johnson's teams. Shannon, it was night and day yeah. because the locker rooms lived in fear of God's coach, Tom Landry, lived yeah. in fear of yeah. getting called into his office because, listen, those film sessions with him, uh, remember the old Cowboys would go back to the 60s? Yeah. They're taking drugs for, to, to be able to withstand the film sessions <laughs> yeah. because – he, he, he would skewer people in front of the, the group because they would watch the tape as a group, as a whole team. Yeah. And then Jimmy, are you kidding me? Jimmy cutting folks. Hey, he's cutting he, he folks. <laughs> he's cutting folks. And listen, 
that they lived in fear of Jimmy even showing his face in the locker room because if you ever walked through the locker room, which was rare, because everybody got quiet. The, the, hey, everybody's looking down like, don't come tap <laughs> no, yeah, me on no, the no, shoulder. Yeah, don't make eye contact. Yeah, right. Okay, it's fear factor. Mm-hmm. It they they know that that is not acceptable. That they will pay the price. Yeah. There will be consequences. Right. Which brings me to please drop the mic, McCarthy. Nobody fears him. No. You can skip Nobody. because they know he doesn't have any teeth. Right. Jerry has all the no teeth. teeth. Jerry He's got toothless. the canines. Yes. He's a toothless tiger over there. <laughs> Bump on a log. Yeah. In fact, when he actually challenged the CD play that we just looked right. at on the back line of right. the end zone, I was like, somebody woke him up and he threw the red flag. Right. Way to go, Mike. Right. I, I loved it because it was challengeable yes. to me. Yes. Okay, good. And occasionally he wakes up and says, let's go for it on fourth and two for our own 40-yard line, that right? That could have just okay. hit Tony Pollard. Did you see Tony Pollard in the flat wide open yeah, for a right, touchdown yeah. skip? Okay. He's like, but he was trying to get CD a touchdown. Okay. He's I trying to get CD. CD been working for and, him all and, day. And, and they've been working on their look at, report. Look at Pollard in the flat skip, right? Please, please, <laughs> thank you. Okay, got it. I, I, I still think he scored. I, yeah. I think he got his foot. I think I would have gave him a touchdown skip. Okay, I, I got it. The problem with Mike McCarthy is I don't know what he does. And if you can win in spite of right. or just sort of work around him, right. that's fine. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I just think he's completely overmatched. And unfortunately, he got so exposed in the hard knocks of two years ago when we got to see, quote unquote, right. him motivate. Right. It, it was as lame and cliche ridden as I've ever seen. Right. And you've heard a lot of you've listened to a lot of halftime speeches. Of yep. And. Some of them work, and yeah. some of them just can't do it. Right. You just tune them out. But, Skip, right. you, you can say, okay, he's not motivational. Okay, fine, but he's a great offensive mind. But he doesn't call the play. He doesn't call the play. Well, he's a guy that's going to get the defense. He's going to have these guys in the right. But DQ called the plays. So now he doesn't motivate. He doesn't call offense. He doesn't call defense. Bones run the special teams. So, basically, he's just a figurehead. He's just standing up there looking. He's got one job to answer to Jerry, right? Yeah. His job is to keep Jerry happy. Right. If they meet on Friday for a little beer and nachos, right. you, you got to tell him what he wants to hear. Right. If he tells you we need to run Dak more, you, you better run Dak more. Yeah. Right? Well, you know where he got that from. Jerry got that from Al because Al Davis rest his soul. Yep. Al, you had to give Al the script so he know what was going on in practice. Yep. And then you had to, like, he watched the film of the practice. And then if he'll let you, you – because a lot of times when they, didn't wanna, they wanted to put plays in, didn't want him to know, they wouldn't even put it in there. they just leave it out. they edit it out. Okay, I've told you before, I was there in 1989, Jerry's first year, wrote a book about it. Al taught Jerry everything he knows about this. Jerry. Absolutely. Al took Jerry under his wing, and it's a wing, man, yeah. <laughs> because he was a real live football coach right. in the American Football League and also a he, GM he and an owner and a commissioner. He did the whole yeah. thing, so he knew from the bottom up how, how to run a football right. team, including how to coach. And his big mantra to Jerry was, you have to coach the coach. Right. Well, Jerry never coached. And, 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 but and also the thing was, Skip, Al was never afraid to take on the NFL. All the other owners said, look, we in this thing together. Okay, so let's, we all do this. We all making 10%. We're good with that. Jerry said, no, 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 no. I don't want to do the deal with Nike. I don't want to do the deal with Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I want Pepsi. I want Michelob Dry. He did. Want, so Jerry's like, does that Jerry? No, 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 because I can do a better job than you. Yep. And, then, and then when he... He still got it in for Roger Goodell because Roger suspended Zeke, and he believed that Zeke was the key to what they could have done that year. So he still, every time he still, he still got a bone to pick with Roger about this. He does. And so don't think he won't go to war with the NFL like Al did basically his whole career. He sued the move 
from uh, Oakland to L.A. He flew the move from L.A. back to Oakland. He, he did. So Al didn't care. All right. So back to the premise. It, it has to come from leaders in the locker room. Yeah. Somebody else ha has to just lay down yeah. the law because even CD had a penalty yesterday. Where you, you just forgot the oh, snap count. Yeah. You know, you just stop. You, no, bro, I got, I got know, what to and, and then they look around like, what am I yeah. doing? Are they afraid somebody's going to hold them, no. hold their feet to the fire no. on this? Are they going to get fined for it? No. No. No, no, no. So, again, we're going to have to rise above and win in spite of not only our coach, but also our general manager. Yeah. Right? Well, that, man, Mike. Man, man, Mike. With a, man, them penalties. Yeah. You get a penalty in practice. Mike looking at you like, bro, Mike, that's not the Super Bowl. He said, but it might, what if it was the Super Bowl? Did you have to run for it occasionally? No, nah, th that was Dan Reeves. Okay. Dan, we had to run penalty lap for Dan. We jumped outside. <laughs> we jumped okay. We jumped outside in practice. Well, that was a penalty lap. Well, now they're coached by Mike McPenalty. Yeah. But, you know, you got a, a, a stern looking at Even John was like, come on, boys. We can't, we can't have those kind of no. mistakes. But, we, I mean, like I said, we knew we policed ourselves. That was a fine. You got fined 10 bucks yep. for jumping outside. Bonus points for another nickname, Skip. Mike McPenalty. We'll see if he can clean it up here at the end as he gets into the postseason. All right, guys. How impressive do you think Josh Allen looked in the Bills' ooh-so-close win over the Lions? Mm -hmm. That's next here on Undisputed. We saw you yesterday, Josh Allen. He gained 48 yards on three plays to get the Bills within field goal range yesterday to kick that game winner over the Lions. Allen finishes with 331 total yards, three total touchdowns, and one interception. Shannon, give Josh Allen a letter grade for his performance. Uh, Skip, I gave him a I gave him a B minus, uh, but he's gonna have to take he's gonna have to stop taking so much punishment, Skip. I mean, he's hitting the ground. That's a big man to be hitting the ground, and he's trying to take on linebackers, and they're standing him up, and they're just getting hat after hat. They're getting multiple hats on him, mm -hmm. and eventually that's going to catch up with him. Yeah. I know he's been banged up, uh, and he's playing through some things, but he found a way. Threw another, had another horrible interception again, uh, and they're killing him. Red zone. It's, red it's the zone. red zone, and yeah. it's taking – at minimum, Skip, is taking points off the board. A field goal at least. A couple of times he's thrown interceptions in the end zone. Yeah, can which, we see that if we okay. have it there? I think let's go ahead and show what Shannon just brought up because it's pretty horrendous what he did. And that's six out of seven games yeah. he has turned it over in the red zone. That one got popped up but, in yeah. the air. Okay. Well, he's telling he's staring the guy down. I mean, the guy just yeah. – I, mean, I think that was uh, – he was intended for uh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. I mean, he's looking at him the whole way and the guy I, just – I think he intends like – Every pass to Stephon Diggs, but go ahead. <laughs> but, Skip, the thing is that we just can't look at Josh as his arm as the way he's going to win games. His legs, he and like uh, uh, Jen mentioned, the last drive, those three. Now, the big was set up by that torpedo that he threw to uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, there are very few guys that have the confidence can throw that ball in there and can get it there with the velocity, but he had to have height to get it over the guys that were in between him and Stephon Diggs. He has a big-time arm. And it's always, Skip, that first play, you want to get something to get you going. Like, yep. yeah, okay. Now they're already By, by the way, that had some similarity to the ball that Dak threw that got picked. batted up and picked, yeah. right? Yes. Because it, it's there's some danger zone going on there. He's got a little stronger arm than yeah. Dak, and he just threw a rope. And he trusts Diggs more than Dak probably has the wavelength with CD. Right. So, Skip, I, so I gave him a C-. He played well, when, and, and like I said, he put them in harm's way, left, left, took points off the board, but that final drive, you saw 
why everybody, why he was the preseason pick to be the MVP, why the Bills were the preseason pick to be the MVP. These injuries are starting to mount up, but when Von Miller went out, Ed Oliver took off. Ed Oliver said, hey, Detroit, y'all remember me? Y'all could have had your boy, but y'all wanted Hawkinson. He went eight, I went ninth. True. But this is what you could have had. Yep. Another guy that could put continuous pressure on the quarterback, mm -hmm. but you didn't want me, so that's okay. I'm going to make you pay for it today. But, Skip, I thought Josh Allen played well when he needed to. He's going to have to clean those up, Skip. You mm -hmm. cannot you cannot keep turning the ball over in the red zone and expect good things because mm -hmm. they're in one-score games. Yep. And a lot of times the one-score games have not worked out in their favor. Yep. I'm going to give him a C plus, and okay. I'll give him the plus only because he did pull it out with that late throw and then two late runs. And by the way, can we see those runs? Because to your point, he's their leading rusher by far. Again. He's their whole rushing attack. The, the first one, he, he bolts and gets uh, He did get down. Four. And then this one, he, he bolts around the right end. And th th that's the first one. <laughs> then the next one. He, he just – this is student body right, and he it gets nine his, yards, and that, that set up the 45-yard yeah. field goal. So you, you needed that to, yes. to, to eliminate what would have been a 55-yard field correct, goal, right? Correct. And, by the way, this was a kicker's game, and I hate kicker's games because they're both up chucking all over yes. the field. But the, the Badgley kid for Detroit, he's got a 29-yard field goal at the end of the third quarter that's going to cut it to 19-17, to 17, and he just half-hooks it. it. I mean, just, what are you doing? <laughs> it's 29 yards. It's less than an extra point, and that put them in a hole. Right. And then the, the he kid, missed the PAT. Tyler Bass misses a point, and, uh, the, the extra point, and then here we go, and it went down to that. So my point is that in three plays, and it was only like 20-some, 23 seconds, he set up a field goal. Yes. So I got to give him that yes. because that's good. But he, he constantly tries or has to do way too much. And you want to talk about getting Stefan heavy? He, he's throwing him, he, he threw him 15 balls yesterday. And before that last rocket catch, right. he had thrown him 14 balls and, and Diggs had only caught seven for 41. So right. he's just covered. He's just trying to force balls into him. Right. And that's what happened on the interception in the red zone. Yeah, 25 of his 42 attempts went to McKenzie and Diggs. 15 to, uh, targets to yep. Diggs and 10 to uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, and so it, it, it's not good enough. And now that you got a Von Miller knee issue, not sure how it's going to play out going right. forward. I, I don't love them as much as you do. I, ju I just think they're vulnerable because he's vulnerable. Yes. Yeah, and Skip, I still like him. But when you're in one-score games, yep. you can't turn the ball over as yep. much as what and he's they, turned They haven't over. been very good in one-score no, games. No, they have not. And yet Tony Romo kept making the point yesterday, he's banged up. Well, I, duh. I mean, but how could you yeah, not everybody be banged, banged up, up this time of year? I know, but how could you not be when he carries the ball as much and the way he carries exactly. it? He doesn't slide. Better he get collides. Out. And then, like I said, he, they chopped him down like he was a big running back. They did. And that's a big man. That's 255 yeah. pounds hitting the dirt. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Whew. Yep, Josh has that elbow sprain that he's been dealing with since week nine, guys. Mm. Hopefully mm. that'll heal up on him. Tough when you're running that much and taking that much of a beating every yep. weekend, though. All right, Skip, is CeeDee Lamb proving he is a true number one for your Cowboys? That's coming up next on Undisputed Return. <laughs> yeah, okay. Over to the NFL now. CeeDee Lamb, he's hauled in six catches for 106 yards last night in the Cowboys' 28-20 win over the Giants. CeeDee also nearly had a touchdown, but ugh. Just couldn't get that foot down. Ugh. Shannon, 
Is CD making the case he is now a top 10 receiver? Well, I think Skip and I are going to be universal on the first one. I think Skip will take CD, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins. I believe you'll take all those guys over CD. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I still like A.J. Brown and Jalen Waddle over CD. I'll take Debo. Now we get to like 10 to 13. C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin. <sighs> Are we sure? Are we sure he's better than McLaurin? Are we sure about that? You sure about that, Skip? I, I am dead sure about that. Are you that. sure about that? Yep. So if you you so if if, if I gave if I put CD with Taylor Heineke and I put McLaurin with that, you good you good with that? Okay. Okay. McLaurin's a little faster. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh Skip, I got him somewhere between ten and twelve. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't even mention DK Metcalf. Uh, so I'm gonna say yes, Skip. If he continues on this pattern, he could possibly break the top ten. But that's just slightly. Like I said, those he ain't seeing Tyreek. Nobody is taking CD over Tyreek, Devontae, Jefferson, Chase, Cups, Dig, Hopkins. Nobody, not even you, is taking him over those. I think he is now threatening D Hop. Threatening. Skip, you see D Hop got 40, got 40, got D Hop got 45 catches in five games. He does. He was gone for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Your guy played 11 games. Your guy played 11 games. It's 8 and 3, right? 11 games. Your guy got 64 catches. D-Hop got 45 in six fewer games. I, I got it. I see a top 10 receiver, but I'll rank him 10th and on the rise. And he just did come off 6 for 106 yeah. against the Giants. And when he went up to the Giants, obviously it was a Cooper Rush game. Mm -hmm. He had another pretty big game because he had eight for 87. Mm -hmm. I, but I can't stat you with this. I, I can't compare his stats. I can compare his targets because he's, yeah. he's fifth in targets. But uh, we just talked about Stefan Diggs. He, he's running away with the targets because oh, yeah. he's got 115 <laughs> targets. And then Justin Jefferson is 109. And then Tyreek is 105. And Devontae is 103. And then at fifth, at 98 in targets, is CeeDee Lamb. Right. Shannon, I'm going off eye test. I'm going off the one-hand catches that I saw yesterday, catches I see fairly routinely through the year. Right. Big catches on big downs, third and 12s when he catches a 14-yarder. And I'm going with run after catch. He's not Debo, but I think he's in the ballpark with Debo on run after catch okay. because when he gets a hold of it and he turns on you, you better look out because there is physicality involved in him. Not, not to Debo's level, but he, he is the dominant receiver on this football team. And if Odell does walk through that door, I, I think it'll be still clear cut that Odell, that, that Odell just be the number three going on number two, maybe to the 1A. Right. But I don't think he'll ever be better than CeeDee Lamb is. And I do think in that locker room that they view him as a difference maker. That, that he's somewhere, at least in Micah's ballpark, as the offensive difference maker who can come up with the big play. No, 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 no. In order for him to be a difference maker, he need to be in Micah's ballpark. He need to be Jefferson. He needs to be Tyreek or Devontae. No, no, no. You can't put up these kind of no, 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 no. But I can't do it with, with the, the overall numbers. I can just do it with remember that play and remember that play, and, and he made that play, and he did that, and he did that. 
it seems like he will rise and shine in clutch situations you, and make clutch catches. You told me last week you'd rather have him over Jefferson. And Jefferson went after him. You told me last week you'd rather have CD over George, Justin Jefferson. Every time I see Justin Jefferson, he's quiet against my Dallas Cowboys. Skip. Maybe it's a dig situation. Skip. Maybe it's Trevon Diggs. But think about uh, imagine, okay. imagine if Justin Jefferson was going against that secondary. That's dead last in pass defense. Can okay. you imagine what he would do? Okay, I just remember Justin Jefferson had two for 21 two, d last yes. year up there. And then what? I can't remember what he had. Three for 33, I think it was. Yeah. So two for 21 and three for but 33. Look at what your guy had against last week against that secondary. That's the worst secondary in football. And your guy didn't get 100 yards. He got 100 yards against guys that, had to, that took off work. Their second job, to go play in the NFL game. That's what they did. And he got 106, and you over there crowing about that. Okay. So at Minnesota, he had five for 45. Wow. He was not needed because Tony Pollard took that game over in ways he did not take the game over yesterday. Yet Tony Pollard did have three splashy plays yesterday, but his overall totals were not spectacular. And then you got Chris Olave and you got St. Brown, who's from Detroit. Every time, every, I don't know what it is, but every time he must be know I'm watching or something, because every time I watch him, he go get 100 yards. He does. No, he's very good. <laughs> he's very <laughs> underestimated. I, I agree with that. CeeDee Lamb runs with such authority and purpose that I think most people just on, well, look, look at pro football focus. They, they just grade him. Yeah. And they have him graded right now the eighth best receiver. Yeah. So, so he's somewhere right in there for me because of overall impact. But it's not a stat machine kind of impact where they're, they're not throwing him that many balls. Skip, again, he got, he, the uh, fifth in targets. They okay, are he's trying to fifth. throw him. He's fifth, Skip, but he's not first. How about, how many, think about what you just said. They've thrown him 98 targets. He's caught 64 of them. That's not good. No, he drops too many balls. That's he not did good. early. I, I showed you one the other day. Cooper Rush threw him a ball that had touchdown oh, written yeah, all over, and yeah. it hit him right in the chest, and he dropped yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got that. I'm just saying, when I watch 88 on the field, when I watch him operate, yeah. he looks top ten to me. Maybe, maybe I can't stat it up. I can't back it up with numbers, but. It, it, I think your eye test tells you he's top 10. Skip, I mean, Justin Jefferson has almost 300 more yards, 400 mm -hmm. more yards than him. Yeah. Justin, listen, Kirk Cousins just looks for 18 and just flings it. That's all y'all looking. Who y'all think you're looking for? He got his, as many, damn near as many targets as uh, J.J. Mm. Gallup gets his share now that he's healthy. But he ain't down on my like no. J.J. And no. you had the nerve to say you would take C.D. over J.J. Well, we, we, we shut down J.J. Every time, show me. But you say you you turn on Detroit and see that kid. I, I turn on Minnesota and I don't see it against you, my defense. Against your defense. Okay. Imagine if CD was going against if CD was going against your defense. I'd be scared. And no, you would not be scared. <laughs> I would be. You would not be scared. I would be scared. You'd not be scared because you, you <laughs> can't hold up. Difference maker. That's the worst defense. I mean, if JJ went against that defense, mm. his own defense, he might have two fifty. I know JJ. He doesn't look the part to me. He didn't run the part. He just catches the part, right? <laughs> but he sure it. does yeah. produce. 12, 30, All right, 12, after last night's yards. big win for your Cowboys, Skip, they get a break. They're not back in action until December 4th when they see the Colts. Good day. December We've got 4th. plenty of action here <laughs> on Undisputed, Colts. though. What should we expect from LeBron? He returns tonight, Shannon. Yep. That's up next right here on FS1. <laughs>
LeBron James slated to return tonight for the Lakers on the road against the Spurs after missing the last five games with an adductor injury. Shannon, I know you're here for this one. What do you expect to see from the King tonight? I expect to see that jacket. You need to let me get that jacket. Mm. Look, he'll be a little rusty, Skip. He's been away for two weeks. Um, and if you think about it, I thought something was going on with his lower extremities to begin with because he didn't have the lift and his jump shot was a little uh, was off. Uh, working on the Versa Climber, that's fine, but you get in basketball shape by playing basketball. So mm. I think he'll be a little rusty, mm. but the oil that we need is the Spurs. Mm. So we'll get right against them. Mm. They the tonic that you take when you're not feeling good. Mm. <laughs> a couple of hits in that old tonic, old spur tonic. Yeah. Once upon a time, they embarrassed LeBron. Nah, nah, they they just shamed him. What, what, what about they that? used to just wave and just say, let him shoot. Let him Tim shoot. Duncan and Martin Lewis, Tony Parker ain't walking through that door. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be vintage LeBron tonight against the Spurs. There'll be no rust to, to knock off. How many, how many points do you think he get tonight? Uh, I'll give him 20. He's averaging 25. I'll give him 25. 25. Yep. I hope, I hope we get 25. We need to get a roll. Great stuff today, guys. 30, you were on it. That's it for us, though. Mm -hmm. We are out of time. <laughs> Don't forget, Team USA, 1 o'clock today on Fox. And we're back Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern, following the World Cup. Have a great week.